This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Check it. One, two, one, two. Uh-huh. Let's go. Yo no sé qué hacer. Ah, me enamoré de ti en un día. Y no sé por qué. Hiciste renacer mi vida. Aún sabiendo que lo nuestro no podría ser. Ah, check it. Esta situación, one more time, de verte tan tan escondidas, ajá, uh -huh, no podía seguir, yeah. Me dañas sin querer mi vida y hoy te marchas de mi lado con otro querer. Y así yo vivo mi vida herida y así yo vivo soñando, soñando que tú estarás a mi lado por siempre conmigo. Yes, check, check, check. Así yo vivo mi vida herida. Y así yo vivo soñando, soñando. Bitch, welcome to the Solomon Ray podcast. I'm your host, Solomon Ray. That was a very, you know, like a, a slight remix version of Herida by Miriam Hernandez. Just one of my... Miriam goes in, bitch. The way that hoe be going in. I love her down. I was gonna sing another one of her songs, but that's been on my spirit as of late. Um, she just does a, a beautiful job at that song. Um, but yes, welcome to the Solomon Ray Podcast. And we don't got no reviews. So I can't really shout y'all out. Because I don't know... I don't know what y'all doing. I don't know what I don't know why this week we ain't got no reviews. I just let me check because I might be tripping. No, yeah, no, no reviews. So I mean, just fuck my drag. <laughs> you know, like just really fuck me, right? That's really what you guys are really giving me right now. Um, but I do want to shout out the people who have been rating it on Spotify. Actually, I didn't know you could rate um podcasts on Spotify. But you can, and right now, every rating is five stars, so as it should be, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it's not like if it's not five stars, there's no point, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no, you, there's no point in it being four stars, it just isn't. It's a podcast, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's what is the point? Um, so thank you guys for that. <sighs> what am I doing right now? Um, I was, I thought I was supposed to be in a cooking class, but apparently my dumbass didn't look at the, the date and I booked the cooking class for tomorrow and I will not be in here anymore. So I'm, I'm in Madrid again. 
Um, and I go back to New York tomorrow. So, girl, yeah. I'm really bummed because they were going to teach me how to make paella, gazpacho, y sangria. And I was really looking forward to it. And, bitch, my dumb ass just, I don't know why I put, I don't know, I think it was something to do with the website. Anyways, girl, I'm not there. And so I was like, you know what, if there's anything I need to be doing is working. And there's a lot of shit I need to be doing. So, I mean, with work. So, i just been staying in my hotel today, working and working and working. Meanwhile, let me tell you something. For the girls who know, know. And for the girls who don't, don't. But the homosexuals, um, we have an app called Grinder, And so basically, it's it's not no beautiful thing. It's not like, you know, hearts and rainbows. I mean, like, it's not for, like, romance. I mean, I, the girls do be on the Grinder talking about, I'm looking for somebody to cuddle with tonight. And it's like, girl, all right. But anyways, it's just for like, it's basically a hookup app. That's really what it is. So I fired up my grinder when I came to Madrid. And bitch, when I tell you I've been getting 450 to 500 plus messages from guys a day. I didn't even know there was that, that many people in a 10 mile radius. I didn't know there was that many homosexuals. But um. Yeah, I don't know if it's the tattoos. I don't know if my, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like so. This is what I've learned with the homosexuals. So the homosexuals be doing this thing to where like on their they always say I'm visiting, I'm visiting, I'm visiting, and it's like I don't know. I never understood why they did it, but now I think I get it now. So I think the homosexuals we are more keen to hang out with somebody or not hang out like hook up with somebody if they're visiting because it's like you know what I'm saying. Like I feel like. If you're just always here, it's like I can get around to it eventually. Like, I might, you know, it's nothing new, nothing special. You know what I'm saying? Bitch, I've been getting 450 to like 500 something um, messages a day. Let me see where I'm at today, bitch. It's at three o'clock. How many? 400. I mean, no. Hold on. Refresh, refresh, bitch. Move, move. Okay. 584. That is wild. And it's like, it's so overwhelming. I don't have enough time. It's too much dick. You know, what am I supposed to do? Um, so maybe if I finish my work and I do want to go to, I went to the, what do you call that museum? The bullfighting museum earlier today. So I lied. I did my COVID test. Thank God I'm negative. Cause child, I was sweating bullets. Cause I was like, bitch, if I get stuck here, I'm going to gag. Um, and then I went to the bullfighting museum and then I came here worked a little bit i'm recording this podcast i'm gonna work a little bit more there is one more museum i do want to go to um if i can squeeze it in but if not child i'm gonna go entertain one of these these menses on the grinder and see what it's giving they are so like the men here are fine bitch i don't know what it is i don't know oh hold on i'm sorry. i just open it up bitch you fine damn um okay i gotta focus Como vas de, I don't even know what this even means. Como vas de, hold on, let me just Google this real quick. I'm so, this is so horrible. Why am I doing this while I'm recording my, <laughs> my podcast? Oh my God, I'm a fucking menace. What does rabo mean in Spanish? No, this man is fine, so I got to reply back. I haven't talked to him since yesterday. What does that mean? Rabo, cola. I don't know, bitch, I don't know what that means. Rabo, what does rabo mean? Animal? Bitch, I'm scared. Cebolla? 
I'm so I have no. Get I'm gonna just be honest. Get significa horrible. I'm so confused, bitch. Um. All right. So, anyways, let me turn that off. Let me stop being a whore. So, um, the doll is back in Spain just for a little bit. And honestly, bitch, let me tell you why I'm here. All right. And don't, don't judge me. Okay. Don't judge me. I'm here to collect my money. <laughs> but let me explain. Okay. So, I was in New York. Um, a friend of mine is moving to Paris and the going away, not going away. It's not like he's like never come back, but um, the party is on Saturday in New York. And so I felt, I was like, damn, I don't want to like not go. But at the same time, like, you know, I was supposed to leave on Monday. So I was like, no, let me, let me just go to Madrid real quick. I looked and flights to Madrid were like, well, it was free, basically, for me. I used my miles. And um, hotels were dirt, 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 dirt cheap. So I was like, girl, let me go ahead and do this and collect my little Quinesha and then come back and go to the party and then skedaddle and get back to San Diego. So that's why I'm here. I'm really here to collect my coins. When I tell you, like, it, that, y'all have no idea how much I spiraled in the airport in France when I found out I wasn't getting my money, my refund. No, I read like I that that was a hard pill to swallow. I mean, it it ate at me. You know what I'm saying? Like it anytime I'm not getting like anytime I lose money or something like that, it really bothers me. And when that happened, I was like, this is I'm spiraling. Um, so the opportunity presented itself to me. I also emailed the government and I was like, hey, girl, before I come, am I going to get my coins? And they're like, you have up to three months. I said, all right, cool. So I'm here for my coins, and that's really about it. Um, what else? What else? What else? So I'm coming into Madrid, and and then I end up seeing on the side of a bus a chorus line. Um, it says Antonio Banderas, a chorus line, a musical, and it says like playing until I think February or some shit like that. So, A Chorus Line is one of my favorite musicals of all time. And plus, Antonio Banderas is behind it. So, I was like, bitch, I need to go see this. So, I went to go see it on Tuesday evening. Side note, I looked around that whole entire, like, theater. And I was like, damn, no young people or, like, nobody my age, you know, enjoyed the theater? What's going on? It was wild. I mean, these bitches was old, honey. I was, sh I, I was embarrassed because I kept moving in my seats because if, you know, theaters, bitch, I don't know when they built these theaters. I don't know what type of theater. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. But people ain't this damn small. I don't get it. You can't move your leg. You can't move your elbow. You you just stuck in this tiny, and it's like, it's so fucking annoying. That's the worst part about going to a theater. It's like, y'all can't rebuild this bitch. <laughs> There can't be, like, a VIP section. You know what I'm saying? I don't like the side things. I don't like to, to sit up there on the sides because that freaks me. I just don't like that. But it's like this. They got to have, they got to look at this, like, fucking um, Caesar's Palace, bitch. Or a, they got to talk to the bitches in Vegas who building the stuff for Shania Twain and Adele and Celine Dion and, and Mariah and ask them how to do the CD because this is a mess. I hate it. 
So it was really small, but these people were old, bitch. I mean, I was like, bitch, I may, I don't know if y'all can handle the lighting and the loud music. I, you know, y'all can sit in the, these chairs for this long. Bitch, I was moving and grooving in my chair. Like, I couldn't sit still because my body was aching. My leg was aching. My knee was hurting. You know what I'm saying? Welcome to 35, I guess. Meanwhile, these old bitches was comfortable. They didn't move once. So I was hella embarrassed. I was like, how am I the youngest person in this bitch, in these hoes? But you know what? You know what? You know what? You know fucking what? The girls in Europe walk. You know, I am not a walker. I don't enjoy it. I don't like to move and groove, child. I don't. It's not for me. I don't like cardio. I don't mind going to the gym and lifting weights, but bitch, moving these piernas, it's not for me. So maybe that's the reason why. They're probably the type of old people who wake up and and walk and stretch and do all that other shit. Meanwhile, my ass wakes up and grabs and, and orders coffee and, and then scrolls in bed, laying horizontal, scrolling through TikTok. Um, but it was a good, you know, okay. At first, okay, because you know, like, when you see musicals that are, like, on tour, you know, they're on the road, and you're just, like, and I don't want to sound like a, a, a buff or, like, a snob, like a, a snob or whatever, but, like, I knew what was going to be, like, that amazing. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, okay, well, it's, it's not only not from Broadway that's not on tour. It's actually from, it's not even associated with Broadway and it's just in Spain you know so my expectations were actually in hell but I was really pleasantly surprised the um the cast was really good they were super duper talented and yeah I was just I just was really blown away they did a really good job I was also really blown away because it was in Spanish and I my Spanish has gotten to the point to where I could just go to the movies in Spanish and watch a film. The other night, I went to go watch the Pedro Almodovar film. That's been, like, a goal of mine. It's to watch a Pedro Almodovar film in Spain, specifically in Madrid. So I did that, and I just be watching and understanding it. No subtitles, just, you know. So I was like, it didn't even dawn me. I was like, you know, the theater, like, I, you know, watching a musical. And it's it was wild. So I was really impressed that I was able to follow along the whole time. Um, what was I saying? But they did a really good job. It was really good. I was really impressed, bitch. I really was. Um, I mean, you know, if I was going to nitpick at anything, the only thing I really just did not like the most, but I get it. You know, it's Spain, bitch. You're going to have, I shouldn't even like complain about this, but like a lot, some of the characters are like from like the Bronx or like some of the characters or you know, Puerto Rican, and, you know, there's that, and it's like, you see, like, you know, white people playing it, so I was like, uh, <laughs> also, it made me think, like, I wonder if they could bring a chorus line back to Broadway now in 2022, you know what I'm saying, because, like, now that I'm so, like, not me not sensitive, but, like, I'm so sensitive to the fact that we live in a very, um, politically correct environment and there were things in there I was like oh my god that's not gonna fly anymore like oh, you can't say this or you can't say like um, Indian chief or 
what else? There, there was like a whole slew of things. Like there was, um, you know, saying like you, you know, you're really smart for like an Asian person, and like there's like these certain stereotypes that I was like, oh my god, you're not. Maybe they can, maybe they can't. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know how they would bring a chorus line in um, if they were to bring it back to Broadway, which I would love to see. It is one of my favorite musicals of all time. Um, yeah. So in the last like week, I've seen two of my favorite musicals, Company and A Chorus Line. Unexpectedly, too. What else was I going to fucking say? Oh, okay. So in the, the opening, um, I did notice that they changed the choreography. So... A chorus line is about, I want to say, what is it, 17 or so dancers. So it's basically about the background dancers of a musical. And they decided to, in like 1975, let me just check. What time, What year was this? 19, yeah, 19, no, yeah, 1975. Um, they created, they were like, what would it be like for us to create um or know what like what it would be like for background dancers on broadway and so they made like a whole musical out of it um and it's a very challenging type musical because it's it's dancing and singing but like it's like dancing 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 and so the opening number is a pretty iconic opening number when it comes to like the choreography I remember when I was doing my whole little Broadway stint back in like 2014. Um, and then I learned it in 2015. I remember I did like this workshop and I was surrounded by all these like musical theater like kids that like just eat, breathe, shit, drink musical theater. And we didn't know what we were going to learn that day. And so the teacher comes in and she was like, surprise kids, we're going to learn the opening number to a chorus line. And all these kids start like shrieking, bitch. They are fucking about to shit a fucking brick. And I'm like, what the fuck? So she teaches us the choreography. Um, These bitches already knew it. That's like how iconic the opening number is. It's that iconic. So I've seen it before, but I didn't know like the moves. You know what I'm saying? Like I was busy as a kid studying Britney Spears's Slave for You routine. You know what I'm saying? Or the Stronger Chair routine or Crazy and, you know, all of Britney's or either even some of her live performances. That's what I was studying. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like I would get off from school. I mean, I would catch the bus get off the bus, walk home to school. I mean, walk home. And, you know, once my parents were gone or whatever, I was supposed to have been doing my homework. But instead, you know, I had to make time to study my Britney choreography. You know what I'm saying? I had chores. I had um, my homework. I had my reading. I had Britney choreography I had to learn. I had church. It was a whole, it was like a schedule. Um, You know, it's just kids aren't kids anymore. You know, they're not learning the Britney choreography anymore. And that's, I feel like that is going to be a conversation we're going to have to realize, really, really fucking deal with in a few years. Um, 
when we look at the state of the world, it's just because kids are not learning the Britney Spears choreographies anymore. So anyway, so I'm here and I'm learning it. And I'm, I, I mean, I'm kind of struggling with it because it is pretty intense and there's a lot of high kicks and turns and stuff. And I'm like, bitch, I'm about to pop out my kneecap and it's about to be a mess. Bitch, when I tell you these musical theater kids knew that shit before that whole even said F5678. That, I mean, that blew me away. So needless to say, I know that routine as well. And so watching it, I think, I mean, they cut out some of the difficult um, kicks and stuff like that to kind of, I don't know, make it easier. I don't know if there's somebody in the cast that had an injury or couldn't, I don't know. But that was kind of like, oh, wow. I wonder why they did that because that's literally part of the that is probably one of the best parts of the opening number in a chorus line. I sound like a weirdo. You know what I'm saying? You know, saying this. But nonetheless, I had a really good time. It was great. Um, there is a monologue by Paul who is that was my monologue that that was in my audition book. It was the same monologue I would do. Um, and Paul is like the gay guy. Well, there's a multitude of gay pe- characters, but he's like very shy and he's, I believe he's Puerto Rican, but like he changed his name to like a white name because I don't know, girl. Um, but needless to say, they did the monologue and that's kind of like the, that's the, that is the part in the show where everybody fucking breaks down and loses it. And Bitch, it's it's a long monologue. It's probably like twelve minutes. Now, when you're auditioning, you don't need you don't need a twelve minute monologue. You got I just did the last um, two paragraphs for mine, but it's a long monologue and it's good. It's so good. If you guys have a moment, or just even like um, Google on YouTube, people doing Paul's monologue from a course line. It's amazing. And so basically, he's kind of talking about how like. Um, you know, he was being bullied as a gay kid and he had to, like, drop out of school, blah, 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 blah. He started becoming friends with drag queens and um, then they were like, well, bitch, you pretty, so do you want to be a drag queen too? And that was the only way he could really make money because he didn't have an education. And so he kept lying to his parents saying, like, what he was doing, where he was going at night for his job. And then one day, his he, you know, he runs into his parents while he's in full drag and at his job and you know it's just it's a moment where you just literally fucking lose it so girl the man who played paul he started the old he bitch when i tell you he opened up i feel like a fucking geek talking about this i, I know y'all gonna be like bitch i don't want to hear none of this goofy musical theater shit um <laughs> but he opened up the monologue and not even like fucking Two lines in, he start crying. I said, "Bitch, you got another. You got another twelve more minutes to go. You, we haven't even started the monologue. Why are you crying?" And now you know I'm a big old crybaby, bitch. You know I don't. I can barely even hit record on this motherfucker every week without busting out crying. So please, I understand tears. But one thing, this is what I, my teachers, um were telling me my acting teachers were saying how and it made sense it made fucking perfect sense 
And now I see it more now, and I see it a lot more in acting, and that's why, like, I'm not going to say anything shady, but I'm not even going to talk about that. Moving right along. Um, so the thing is, as an actor, and bitch, it might be different now. You know, I, in 2022, it might be completely different. I mean, old girl just won the Golden Globe, and kudos to her, but some of the acting I've seen from the girls is atrocious. It is just atrocious and just, but bitch, they got golden gloves and I don't. So, um, but so anyway, so the thing is, you don't want to overact it and you don't want to like rush the emotion. You want to like ease into the uh, the emotion and climax because at the end, Paul is crying. Bitch, Paul's not crying right out the gate, bitch. You didn't already. You already done let the audience know what was up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you already told us this is where we're going. This is where we are. No need to even get on board. This is, we're at the destination. And so you're supposed to lead it, lead up to it. And so at the end, they're on this journey, this emotional journey. And you're not supposed to really, really break down either towards the end. And, but you're supposed to let the audience break down because the audience is kind of, you, how can I put it? Um, they don't want to feel like they're competing with tears with you. You know what I'm saying? They want to feel like I'm, I'm the one going through this. I'm the one crying. It's not supposed to be the actor. It doesn't make sense. It's hard. I can go on and explain this whole, like, the reasoning behind it, but I'm not going to. So, girl, he was crying out after, like, two bar. I mean, two lines. I was like, girl, what the fuck? So it fucked it up. And then nobody in the audience was crying. You know what? And this is such a very strong, strong scene. That's why it's a long fucking monologue. It's the longest monologue in the whole entire show. And there's nobody else on stage. It's nothing. There's no backdrops. There's no background. There's nothing. I mean, the whole show's pretty plain. It's just, you know, mirrored backgrounds. But it's just nobody's on stage. And he's there by himself in 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 a in a spotlight. And he gets close and you walk closer and closer and closer to the front of the stage. It, whatever. Bitch, a nobody was crying. Nobody. And you're supposed to hear some bitches choking up on this motherfucking monologue. It is a very powerful one. And he just started crying out of the gate. I said, oh, no, baby. I want to DM him, honestly. I know that sounds shady. That's so fucking shady, right? But I want to DM him and be like, girl, let me just give you a couple pointers. Because you have, you, that is the scene stealer. So, a chorus line, there is no, um, because they're all background dancers, there is no... Um, main character you know what I'm saying there is they're all they all tell their own stories you know like some people um, have issues with their mom or like you know just the, everyone has like their own like issues and some more than others but um, there is no main character but Paul is the one who steals the fucking show and it's like what the fuck and here I am an emotional lady waiting feverishly towards the end you know of the second half of the show i'm i'm waiting feverishly for this moment so i could literally cry in the dark this is like a moment i've been waiting for since the 2006 broadway revival i've been waiting 
patiently to sit in a theater and watch this monologue in the darkness of a theater and cry and weep. Okay, I'm trying to weep, like a silent weep. (laughs) And he didn't get it. It was so disappointing. (laughs) I don't know why, like, that really just, like, like, stuff like that really bothers me. Like, or you're supposed to ease into it. It's because, like, okay, I'm going to stop talking about this and we'll be done and we'll move on to another topic. But, um, like, when I did my mom, like, I included moments of, like, self-deprecation and just, like, you kind of, there's, like, chuckles, but, like, these nervousness and, like, you're kind of describing things of, you know, how grand the earrings were and how tall the, 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 the heels were and, you know, all this kind of, like, excitement, but kind of nervous excitement to kind of not let the auditioner person know, like, in the, in the musical, he's talking to the person auditioning him. And you kind of don't want them to, like, you're, like, afraid of judgment. Like, maybe this person isn't really cool with me being gay. Like, I've always got bullied for being gay and being who I am and being flamboyant. And that's always did me a disservice. And the only time I've felt comfortable being flamboyant and being who I am is when I'm with these drag queens in secret. You know, and so you're kind of like afraid to even show this man because you, you know, like you've been scorned by the whole outside world. So you don't want, you you know what I'm saying? Like you are even afraid to even, you don't trust this man. And more, you need this job. You need this gig. So you're like, I can't talk about this. This is hard to talk about. And so you build up this emotion and like this nervous energy and like this self-deprecating jokes and to the very end to where you really just fucking break down and lose it. Yeah, okay, that's it. I'm done. I don't have to talk about this anymore. It was just something that like, God damn, why did you fucking break down instantly? Like one thing, another one of my musical theater teachers told me was, you're not supposed to cry no matter what when you're singing. I said, well, bitch, that's going to be hard for me because I'm an emotional girl. She said, well, you're Solomon, you're going to have to figure it out because you cannot. Eve, I was like, well, what if it's like really hitting home with me for that week? And I, she was like, you cannot cry on stage. It's not going to, you cannot do that. I said, well, you know, some of the best singers and performers, she said, well, this is not singing, baby. This is acting. I was like, oh, drag me. Mm, drag me, sis. So, but nonetheless, I had a really good time watching it. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a good, it was a really good show. Um, but yeah, yeah, nonetheless, I would love to see a Broadway revival with all, you know, the production and resources and um, ooh-ah-ah sensation of Broadway. But they did a really good job and the theater was really, really beautiful. So kudos to them and moving right along, girl. Okay, so now I'm going to get into listener letters. But before, girl, before I get into listener letters, I just want to say, like, everything is is expensive. I just don't get how, remember when you could get, like, a can of Coca-Cola for a dollar? Why is it, why am I looking at this can of Coca-Cola that I spent three whole entire U.S. dollars on? Why? I just need to know. It's nothing but corn syrup in there, baby. It don't cost that much. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? It is so... It don't make no damn sense. You know, when money ain't changed, it ain't... Nothing has changed. Like, the cost of living just keep going up. 
wages keep staying regular, regular. Nothing is really fucking changing. It's just giving like, yeah, it's just things are just getting expensive. It is fucking wild. I, I mean, I've known that for a while, but bitch, when I said three U.S. dollars, three dollars, Greg, for a Coca-Cola, nah, you're tripping. I bought it still, though. <laughs> and the thing about it, so I like Coca-Cola. I only have like a couple sips because I really don't enjoy soda like that, but it needs to be super duper cold and it needs to be in a can, okay? And honestly, remember when I was telling y'all about... um putting a, a little squeeze of lemon in your Coca-Cola. Divine. Divine, divine, divine. So on to listener letters. If you have a question, advice, or just if you want to write into the show, girl, um, send it in to ask at the com. And so our first letter comes from Janine. She says, hey, Solomon, I want to say I love you so much. You really brighten up my life more than you know. My question is this. Oh, thank you, Janine. My question is this. Me and my homegirls are going to Cabo for your for our friend's birthday in February. Child, I can't read today. For our friend's birthday in February. My friend, the birthday girl, is organizing it, and she wants us to pay for everything but her flight. Me and the rest of the girls, it's four of us, don't feel this is right. You travel a lot, and I know you went to Colombia for your cousin's birthday. Would you do this? What is the proper traveling etiquette for something like this? She is turning 30, if that makes a difference. Love you bunch, Janine. Thank you, Janine. Um, well, love you too. Um, this is weird. <laughs> this is weird. Uh, well, I don't know if there's a traveling etiquette. I'm sure there is. I don't really abide by things like that. But, um, hmm. This is weird because I don't believe that you should be paying for her anything. Her flight, her hotel, nothing. If you want to buy the bitch her dinner, you know what I'm saying? So this is, this is, it's, I don't want to say it's etiquette, that's, but, I don't know what you would call this because I wouldn't consider it etiquette because that's not it. But sometimes if you go on dinner with, let's say it's like five of y'all. No, just keep it simple. It's your homegirl and four of y'all, all right? And you guys go to dinner, right? She shouldn't have to pay for her dinner. The four of y'all, if you want to, you don't have to do this. But as a nice gesture for her birthday, especially if y'all ain't giving her gifts or nothing like that, it is nice for the rest of the guests to pay for, you know, split in and pay for her dinner. You know what I'm saying? So basically, the four of you guys would split the tab four ways or whatever you want to do. But the, you know, the nice thing to do is make sure that the birthday person don't pay for their dinner, you know? Um... But as far as paying for her hotel and, and Ubers and and no, bitch, she better come up off that or either she can go by herself or she can um just have dinner and like a regular person and not have a destination birthday. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what it is. And they, they fail to realize, like, this is also a vacation for you, too. It's not just all about her. Yes, it's her birthday, but... 
bitch, the girls be getting carried away with birthday shit sometimes. Like, they be like, it's my birthday week. No, bitch, it ain't no birthday month. It ain't no, it's your birthday. All right? It's your birthday. 24 hours with limitations because a lot of the girls be getting fucking carried away with it. It's your birthday. I'm, I don't have it in my schedule and I don't have it in my heart to heart to be focusing everything around you for the next seven days, seven days and seven nights, baby. It's not, it's not going to happen. Okay. So find a place that you want to go to dinner with, or, you know, find a time or what, tell me what we going to do. And that's going to be the allotted moment. So where you are pretty, pretty princess after that has commenced, you're back to being the regular friend for real. I'm not, I'm not, that's so goofy when people be doing shit like that. Because quite frankly, like, yes, we're going to celebrate your life and I'm going to celebrate you being here and being a friend of mine and woo to woo to woo. But at the end of the day, if anybody really need to be celebrated for your birth, it's your mama. And the fact that she slid you, you had to be slid out and pulled out and yanked out of her fucking vagina. So your mom went through labor she carried your at your big headed ass for nine to ten months or however long it take to cook a damn baby but bitch your mom need to be celebrated today not you you didn't do shit all you did was slide out of the damn cooch and fucking yell and make a motherfucking noise piss shit and go to sleep you know what i'm saying and, and get on people's nerves um so when the girls be like, oh, it's my birthday, my birthday, my birthday, my birthday, my birthday, bitch, you're you going to get 24 hours, 24 hours, and that's it. That's it. So she needs to understand that this is your vacation, too. You you work a job just like her. This is your money just as much as it is hers. Like, so you have to, you want to enjoy it, too. Otherwise, bitch, we could break bread in the same city we live in or wherever, every, you know, I don't know if y'all meet up. I don't know. But... That's goofy. Um, my cousin, when she turned 40 in Columbia, she was like, this is your vacation too. Like, you know, it's my birthday for sure, but this is a vacation for you guys. And so I think that that is how it should go. I don't... Now, if you feel comfortable, you know, paying for her shit and I don't... That's weird though. Not... Bitch, I wish I would tell my friends... Um, I'm going to have, I'm going to spend my birthday in so-and-so, so-and-so abroad, bitch. Um, and we're going to have to like convert currency and a whole other shit. And, um, I'm not also, by the way, I'm not paying for it. So y'all just figure it out, but I'll be there. See you there, girl. Get them credit cards open. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's really fucking weird. I mean, you didn't say how long you've known this lady or, you know, but that is, it's going to be a no for me. I would have to sit down with my four other homegirls and be like, who going to tell her? Who going to tell her? Because if I tell her, it's not going to be nice. So how are we going to break this down to sis? Because what I'm not going to do is pay for all your, like, I, don't, I also don't know what, what did you say? Um, my homegirls are going to, wants us to pay for everything but her flight. <laughs> Girl, please. Does that include drinks and tipping and the Ubers and the... No, girl. It's going to be a no. I don't even know how else to say this, but it's a flat-out hard no. No, 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 no. So, Janine, let us know how that goes, girl, because that is a mess. Um, But good luck. And on to the next.
All right, so we have a update from Anonymous a few weeks ago. I don't know if you guys remember. She was the one who was living originally in California and then moved to Illinois. And she and her boyfriend um, were kind of having some issues and whatnot. And so she was going to California the following month. And she was talking to this guy. And she was like, girl, should I cheat? So we have an update. Um, hmm, what is this? What did she say? Um, she says, okay, so she wrote in, she says, so like a week prior to me visiting California, he kind of stopped texting me consistently. Fast forward to me being in California, he only texted me once out of two weeks that I was there and we would, and, and would watch all the Snapchats I would post, but didn't bother to text me. I did double text him once to which he did not reply either. I gave up, so I ended up not cheating, but to be honest, I don't think I would have anyway, especially because my boyfriend and I are doing better. I guess it all worked out in the end. So that's good, girl. Honestly, men are trash because it's. I feel like it's all about a chase, and I was reading... Fuck, I should have fucking saved that article. I was reading an article about how men are super, super duper... Um, what's the word? I'm really so tired. I'm kind of crashing. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Are super intimidated, bitch. Damn, not intimidation. Um, you would have thought I was trying to pull out a $5 word out of my ass. So men are getting to the point where they're so intimidated because men, women are really like making a lot more money than men. Not every, you know, that's still not the case in most, if not all, um, work environments but they're getting to the point to where like women are actually there's women out there who are making a good old coin and there are men who are you know there are more and more men living with roommates more and more men who are just not financially responsible and just a lot of weird shit i forgot exactly what the article said but it was wild but it made me realize like men really still like the chase but they're like intimidated um, and so it was basically saying, like, kind of don't underestimate the fact that, like, men be hella insecure. And it's like, well, bitch, we all been knew that. But it's more, I think, maybe th- more, it's worse than before. Girl, I don't know. But, um, yeah, girl, I feel like he probably just was, like, enjoy texting you. And once you were like, well, bitch, I'm gonna actually be there. He was probably going to be like, oh, shit, like damn you know he probably got like nervous and insecure and just little dick energy that's it it's little dick energy and it's just kind of like it's so not attractive you know like i like a man who just be this is what we're gonna do what about now can we make plans firm firm things up not too firm though bitch. like you know ease in there but um yeah that's really small dick energy and but you know it all worked out in the end and i'm glad that you and your boo are um on the good foot girl so moving right along okay and on to the next letter it comes from sad girl she says hi solomon hope you and your loved ones are staying safe thank you i just want to come on here and share with you that i was listening to your most recent podcast on a flight home and i was in actual tears the part where you were talking about how you felt your parents never 
Wait, your parents didn't. Let me zoom in because child, I can't read. I'm getting old. I ain't got no glasses. This is a mess. This is so embarrassing. Um. Okay, now I zoomed in my thing. Okay, the part where you were talking about how you felt that your parents didn't have your back and basically didn't help set you up for success. I felt that. I'm a middle child, one older sister and one younger sister. And my whole childhood life, I've never, I literally never asked for anything, just stayed off the radar, really. I've never asked for the newest game consoles or shoes or any of the cool stuff kids around my time were playing with. And the reason I never asked is because I knew my parents didn't have the extra money for things like that. When my older sister, who was two years older than me, then graduated high school, she got a little commuter car for my parents that she used for work and school and stuff. When my younger sister, three years younger than me, graduated high school, she too got a car for my parents. I didn't. I always had to get picked up and dropped off places. Older sister went to community college, and my younger sister did an MA course, both funded by my parents. My parents never talked to me about credit or saving anything, and I feel that if they were more present, I would be, for sure, have been better off. I never realized that I carried this much trauma until you actually spoke about it, and I was instantly triggered. Oh, I'm sorry. I sincerely thank you for always being so open and honest, getting emotional just writing this. Thank you a million You are a superhero. Love you. Sad girl. (sighs) Yeah, it's like, you know, like, there just has to be a moment where, like, you don't have to go to therapy for the shit that your parents did. (laughs) You know, like, it's, it sucks. Um, And I don't know what it's like to be a middle child, um, but I can only imagine, like, you're really kind of torn. Like, you don't want to really you kind of go under the radar, like you said. And a lot of people I know who are middle kids or middle children do go under the radar. Um, And it, you know, it just sucks because I do look back on those things and it's just, it, it just reiterates the same thing. It's the same feelings I've always had is like, I just didn't have to go through that, you know? And, you know, I think one thing that really is wild is, it's wild because, like, you grow up your whole life thinking that, like, your parents are void of emotion. And you think, like, your parents are, like, superheroes and they can do anything and they can never do wrong. Um, and then you get older. And the more and more you get older and that veil starts to loosen up a little and you realize your parents do have emotions and they do make mistakes. Sometimes they don't know what it's like to not make a mistake. And sometimes they have trouble with words and sometimes they have trouble communicating and they have trouble saying, I'm sorry. Um, Some of them have trouble with money. Some of them have trouble with drinking. You know, it's a whole slew of things. And then you realize it one day, then you just wake up and you realize they're just human and they're just you. And it's, we all have these same dilemmas and your parents are not superheroes and they're not void of making mistakes. Um, 
And that I think that is a really hard realization as a kid because even though you see it in front of you, I think you'll always look at your parents as like superheroes and like can you just kind of like ignore it and ignore it and ignore it. And it's like, no, they'll get it right. They'll get it right. Um, and sometimes they don't. But, um, yeah, it's just kind of, um, I think it's something I've, I've still just deal with myself. And I know some people are like, you got to let it go. You got to like move forward. And you do move forward. It's just you, like with any trauma, you are just so afraid of being hurt again that you just, you can't be the same person you were before. Um, and it does suck that, because your parents are supposed to be there to help you and not make you go through these crazy circumstances. And um, and then you also, what's another really weird thing to realize is, you know, parents don't treat their children equally. And you kind of grow up thinking like, oh, well, we're all going to be treated equally. It's like an equal thing. And it's it's not. And parents do have their favorites. And, you know, sometimes there's some kids who need more than others. And, you know, there are some children who are easier <laughs> to be parents for. And, you, I, you know, I sometimes I go through my mind. I'm like, was I, like, just difficult? Was I... I don't know because I I do feel like my at one point for like a solid like at least five years I feel like my parents were just like I'm done and figured out um and I suffer the consequence of that you know I I mean I can't really change the past and you know but I know where that comes from so I I, I hear you on that I really do and I'm wishing that you find comfort in knowing that there is community and people who feel the same way um, and know that, you know, it does get better. <laughs> as goofy as that sounds, it does get better as time goes on. And I will say this, some of the biggest lessons, <sighs> albeit, you know, aside from them being like, hurtful and traumatic experiences in my life. Some of the things I've gone through in my past have made me the person I am now. And what I got out of it was better. You know what I'm saying? Like I still have like the trauma and like the shit that I get from it. But some of those things I've learned that helped me out today, most people don't have. And like, I don't, I don't, like, I don't want to say, like, oh, you, in order to get a great, you know, quality or something really good out of your life, you have to go through something really bad. I No, girl, it life doesn't have to be that bad. But um, I just know that some of the best things I've gotten out of my life came from me having to go through some really shitty situations. Um, and what has gotten me through those situations was was this idea that I have a toolbox and 
um, and um, so initially, like my toolbox is empty, and I kind of go through life putting tools in it, you know, and eventually you have a full toolbox. <laughs> um, there's more to this analogy that I've been using, but I, it gets me too emotional to explain. But eventually you have, some people have a couple tools in their toolbox. And some of us, we have damn near two toolboxes full of shit. Okay. We got too many damn tools. We can give some away. Um, but we're able to just deal with shit differently. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, nothing phases us. Like, nothing that phases me. Somebody, my aunt said something. I think I've shared this on here before. She said something when I was visiting her. And, and I said, I've been poor before. I've, I've been there. I've been homeless. And then I've had money. And I went back to being homeless. And then, I, you know, I've had money again. And I dated people with money. And then I went back, like... Nothing can phase me anymore in life. Nothing. I'm afraid of virtually nothing. You know, like it. Nothing. Like I. Oh, and my mom was like, "This generation, you guys just jump out, and and go for what you want. You're not afraid of failing." I was like, "Well, I've failed before. I failed a million times before I've ever succeeded." You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's like, I'm like, wow. Because I just know, like, in the knee deep of things, like, I would just be like, damn, like, everything I'm doing is just hitting a wall. Everything I'm doing is just fucking up and fucking up and fucking up. And it's like, when am I going to catch a break? I am so exhausted of being exhausted, bitch. When am I going to have a moment to just breathe? Um. So it's like once you go through that, you're not even like afraid of failure anymore. You're just like, bitch. It's, it is what it is. Um. And so maybe you can kind of look at it in that perspective. To that might help you a little bit, because. You know, my parents didn't give me no damn car either. <laughs> they didn't give me shit, girl. I was so, I'm still so angry about that. But it made me just a different person. And it made me, the things I got out of their absence of being a parent during those times, um, I just learned things that I know my brother will never even go through. And thank God, because he shouldn't have to ever go through those things. But I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus. But the things I'm capable of, I don't think anybody in my immediate family is capable of. And I'm not trying to be shady. I love my family down to the ground. But they don't have it in them like me. You know, they didn't, they didn't go through the shit that I went through. They couldn't walk 
one mile in my feet, in my shoes without breaking. They wouldn't even be able to deal with half this shit. And that's just a testament of all the shit I had to go through. You know, they're not built for they're not built the way I'm built. <laughs> I'm built differently by default. Um, and that sucks at times, but um, they'll never be anywhere near me. I know, I know that sounds really cocky and like it's it sounds really shitty, but it's just what it is. Um, and it's because of those moments. So, you know, I can't change the past. I can't, you know, I can just enjoy the good relationship I have with my parents now. Um, and just know that I'm still alive. I made it out. You know, there I could have been in really bad situations multiple times. And I just know, I just know that somebody not like a like on earth somebody or something was just always watching over me in times when I really needed when I really could have been taken up out of this world child so I don't mean to get deep now I'm gonna try to lighten up the mood <sighs> but um thank you for writing in and just know just take every day as 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 it comes and um, just know that you are worthy, you know, you are, you are worthy to have had a car and you are worthy of your parents paying for your education. And, you know, it's, that's on them and it's not on you. And yes, so on to the next. Okay, so this next letter comes from, she says her name is B. And it's literally, the title of this email is, you are about to read... What you are about to read is a hot-ass mess. <laughs> so, she says, Dear Solomon, I just want to start off that you are a light in this dark world. Oh, thank you. You got a soul and are really that girl. Um. Oh, no, you got soul and are really that girl. Okay. I was like, oh, I have a soul. <laughs> Didn't know I still had one of those. <laughs> uh, thank you. You got soul and you are really that girl. Never failed to make me fucking howl on a job to where my coworkers are looking at me like I'm a little crazy. <laughs> Stay you being litty lit. Love you. Now let's get to it. From December 2020 to October 2021, I was in this relationship with this man. Let's say his name is Fred. At first, everything was cute and cunt between Fred and I, and we ended up falling for each other fast. I had met him at a Friendsgiving the month before we were official. Side note, I was invited to the Friendsgiving through, other, through another man named Jesse, who had a crush on me that I didn't know about at the time I met Fred, but was, my, was just a friend to me. So boom. Come December on New Year's Eve, we went out to a club, with Okay, sorry, pause. If I start reading this like I'm fucking, you know, a weirdo, like, I'm sorry. I'm just, I don't know why I can't see things today. I need to get my glasses. As a matter of fact, where are my glasses? Let me just actually, honestly, let me just get my glasses. Let me pause this real quick and get my glasses. I didn't have these glasses for more than 10 years, child. And 
every year my prescriptions get stronger and stro- stronger. And my doctor always be like, do you wear your glasses? I'd be like, nope. And he's like, well, your your sight's going to get worse. And I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I don't mind not seeing things. I don't mind seeing the world in a blur. <laughs> It is fine with me. I don't mind seeing it like I done dip my eyeballs in Vaseline. I'm cool with it, okay? Be right back. Let me go get these glasses. Okay, bitch. Now I can see. Oh, my God. Look at how gorgeous this all looks nice. Okay. Where did I leave off? So, boom. Come December on New... Am I recording? This is a mess. Okay. So, boom. Come December on New Year's Eve, we went out to a club with Fred's brother. We got really lit. excuse me, too lit, that we blacked out. Long story short, I had made another comment to another man. Fred got jealous and choked me outside, not wanting me to leave and take an Uber home due to his engagement. Wait, what? Let me read that again. Fred's brother. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. This is, I know people are listening to this listener letter like, bitch, Solomon, get it together. So, boom. Come December on New Year's Eve, we went out to a club with Fred's brother. We got really lit, too lit, that we blacked out. Long story short, I had made a comment to another man. Fred got jealous and choked me outside, not wanting me to leave and take an Uber home due to his engaged girl breakup with him. Oh, you did. I broke up with him, but then trapped by the good dick like the most of us. I forgave him since we were drunk. Bad move. Over the course of our relationship... Oh, my God. Am I going to start crying again? Over the course of our relationship, he was always... He was always been very on my ass about what was in my phone, who I hung out with, and who he didn't want me talking to. For example, the next month, January 2021, we went on a snow trip and he said Jesse, the man I met him through, would be there and he didn't want me talking or playing any activities with him. Otherwise, I couldn't go. Like a dumb bitch, I respected it. Uh, That was hard to type, let alone say. Let's skip to March. We had gone into an argument and my toxic side came out. I was messaged with another man and screenshotted it and sent it to Fred. I don't remember what happened. I was so hurt. I mean, I wanted him to hurt. Petty and childish, I know, but fuck it. So he ended up forgiving me, but the control over me grew more and more in the months from what I wore to now not being able to hang out with some of my girlfriends. And I can't have any guy friends because apparently if they could they would all have sex with me in his eyes all right he would physically hold me down whenever i was trying to leave or get away from him which turned to pushing me then slapped me and spoke to me crazy i was enslaved bitch at first i fought back and i almost caused a case caught a case but as a man you are stronger and i was good off the fighting But I thought I was in love, which I never thought that this would happen to me. Not all of our relationships was bad, but we had lit-ass times together. But when it was bad, it wasn't cool. I also became a crazy person kicking his car lights, banging on his front door to stealing his dogs. (laughs) Sorry, that wasn't funny. To stealing his dogs, most of the... (laughs) Sorry, that was... I can't read it. Sorry. I'm sorry. Um... 
to stealing his dogs. Most of these were the times I was intoxicated, but bitch, that is not me. I'm a person that is outgoing, likes to drink, turn up, the party, and a social butterfly, but have always been nice and fun without being problematic. I am loyal as hell as well. In the beginning of October, we have been off and on. It seemed every other week, but I wanted to make it work. He said the only way we we could we would would be to delete all social media and my phone number. I changed my number and deleted social media for a moment until I noticed he was still having everything I couldn't look at his phone, but he was allowed to look at mine because supposedly I don't have his trust. But bitch, if he, but bitch, even Breeze, he thinks I'm breathing for another man. <laughs> We broke up on Halloween after I had gotten drunk and started conversation with his friends at a party saying I was flirting by calling them funny. He had gotten me a promise ring and I threw it out the car window when he asked for it back for the 100th time. Damn, I would have to. It was never mine to begin with and that broke bitch owes me 300 actually more. Other side note, yes, he was broke and I would loan him money because he was struggling. I will never love someone at their lowest again. But two weeks after we broke up, he gets with this bitch that I grew up with. I guess they talked two years before we were together. I know I shouldn't be hurt, but I am. I gave up a lot to be with this man and for him to do me grimy like that. Please, Solomon, just talk some sense to me. Also, get this bitch. I met someone on a dating app and I didn't know, but he knew Fred and Fred told him he doesn't want us following each other on Instagram. Fred is a mess. But bitch, I'm blocked. So how would he even know? <laughs> this is, I'm not laughing at this, but I'm laughing at it, if that makes sense. He's been talking shit about me to people calling me crazy and I haven't said half the shit he has put me through. And Jesse and I started to hang out more again too is this right i don't want fred to say something to jesse they aren't friends just acquaintances from mutual friends i don't want him back but why am i hurt i really want to make him regret losing me and everything he did to me can you please give me advice on ways i can grow and thrive going forward i blame a lot on myself for liking to get drunk and then not being a being as okay with my reactions as excuse me i blame a lot on myself for liking to get drunk and then not being as okay with reactions I was getting from Fred like I would take sober. I'm also giving up drinking for the first few months of 2022. Am I right or am I wrong? Again, talk some sense into me because it's hot and cold for me right now. Please, sorry if this is a lie. I just want to give you the full rundown. Happy belated birthday, Solomon. I love you forever and always. Love, B. Okay, so this this is a lot, girl. I don't even know where to begin. Um, uh, but you know what's weird is, like, the more I was reading this, it reminds me of a relationship I was in that, ugh, I, I really don't like talking about this. Um, bitch, is this kind of just be a crying fest, like, podcast, bitch, where I just fucking break down during these letters? Um, ugh, where can I begin, child? Well, I really don't even know where to begin. First off, I'm glad that you're out of that relationship because ain't nobody got, they shouldn't be putting hands on nobody in general. That's just GP. Like, you just shouldn't put your hands on people. Um, I think once that happens, that is a line that cannot be crossed and you can never get back from. Um, 
I don't think that that is okay. One thing I have learned is that when someone is very insecure, they are like, for some weird reason, and I say this as a bitch who likes to throw hands, (laughs) but see, here's the thing. I'm a bitch who will place her fingerprints on anybody except for people I love. I cannot put my fingerprints on people I love. That's just not what it is. Um, So I will say this. I was in a relationship, and I don't think I've ever talked about this, really, but I was in a relationship with this person, and the weird thing was he was in an abusive relationship. And, bitch, now I'm like, I should have known that that was a red flag, you know? My My hinge thing says what are some green flags that you look for and I literally was like bitch I'm too busy you know dodging the red ones um so that was a red flag I did not realize but um he always would say he would just made it make it a habit to like say like I was in an abusive relationship this man used to punch me in my face and da 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 I just hope that you're not like that because he knew I had a temper like he knew like I get busy and so I don't. I was like, damn, bitch, like, why are you afraid of me? Like, I'm not going to beat your ass. Like, it's not going to be, like, you know. Then one night, he got really drunk, and he thought I had this, like, I was fucking my friend, I guess. And he was literally, at that time, he was a really, really close friend of mine. We don't fuck with each other no more because he wrote on me in court like girl when I tell you I've been I've been through a lot child so he wrote on me anyway so we 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 ain't friends so anyways my my the person I was dating at the time he um he thought him and I were we had something going on but we did it so excuse me so he thought um so he got drunk and the really weird thing about all this is he ended up like putting his hands on me and I just was like really like shocked because I don't know. It's just like, that just really took me. I've never had something like that happen. And I was just like, it's me. It's me. Like what I'm, it's me. I was so confused. I was like, what are you? And I just remember like being angry. Don't get me wrong. I was like angry, bitch. I was like, are you for real? And I'm not going to front like the dog was, you know, innocent in all of this, you know. But I was breaking shit all throughout that house, bitch. And it wasn't my house, it was his. So I was breaking all, I was tearing that motherfucker up. Um, And I do have a very, I have a lot of strength. And I don't know what it is. Like the, I've had people like trainers, personal trainers, like describe like, what happens and why I have this type of strength. But uh, but anyways, I'm not getting into that. So I forget that I have a lot of strength. So I just spiral. But never once did I lay hands on him. I never hit him. I never retaliated. But I was just kind of like shocked. And I realized that like he was incredibly insecure. And he was afraid of losing me. And the it was high stakes too we were, we were both high stakes you know we had a lot to lose or you know like we we gave up a lot to kind of be in this relationship and um 
but just never again. And, you know, the weird thing is that person did a lot more to me that was damaging than just that. Like, that was just, like, nothing. Like, that's, like, whatever. But what what that person did afterwards um, was way more substantial. And even then, I like, there was it was weird because I was going through that. And I was like, well, why am I always... You know, like, we would argue, but, like, why was I so emotional? Or, like, why why did I get to that point? Because that's not who I am. And it took me years to figure this out. And even in the midst of it all, like, as much that person was trash and really did me dirty, bitch, I still missed him. You know, and I realized I, it wasn't like I missed him as I missed the idea of us. And the good times, because when it was good, it was good. But when it was bad, it was bad. And I've had to got, get get older and I realized, like, th- that can't be, that's not okay. Like, I can't be like, oh, well, when it's good, it's good, it's bad, it's bad. No, if it's bad, it's bad, and that's it. Um, But I get where you're coming from. And I do know, for me, it just took a while for me to realize that and to come to terms with it and you know and not be sad anymore um but one thing I will say this that changed me a lot um I think it it really made me a really hard person like a really like like closed off hard um person for uh, like up until I would say bitch recently where I was like I just you know I was just a really I I I I just believed in love and I just was like I want that whole fairy tale shit and you know I just these are the things I want and it was also when I first moved to New York so I was like this this is going to be bitch this is like in 2010 um, this is like years ago. And so I'm thinking like, that's how I was. And I never got back to that young kid again. Um, until maybe recently I can feel it, me getting back to that because my confidence is back. Um, I think that really, really fucked with my confidence and it made me question. I don't want to say it made me question my self worth because it didn't. I think it made me question how did I – I already knew I'm a bad bitch. I already knew I have confidence. I already knew, like, where I come from. Like, you know, like, you can't tell me about me, bitch. I've already known about – like, you know, all that was there. So for me to have put myself in that type of situation with that person – and for it to get violent and for it to get even worse than violent and for it to just be, you know, me – acting out of character and not being classy in certain situations. Like, it really did a number on me um, that took years for me to realize. So I just want you to know, bitch, I know this is so cliche, but the only thing I had that has gotten me out of that funk was realizing, bitch, they that, that shit ain't got nothing to do with me. Now, the question is, why was I okay to stay there is an, is a question that you got to ask yourself. 
But all his insecurities of let me look through your phone, let me this, and all that weird shit, that is some weird shit on him and not you. And him putting his hands on you is some weird shit that he got to deal with on his own. Maybe he came from an abusive relationship. Maybe he saw that in his house. I don't know. But that had nothing to do with you. It was it had nothing to do with, oh, I said some shit. I said some wild shit when I was drunk. No, no, no. It ain't got nothing to do with you. And that was something that took me a long time to figure out, bitch. So I just want you to maybe if you can speed through that <laughs> and you know heal from that more than quicker than I could um but yeah so another thing you said was um oh my god the whole going through phone thing so as cliche as it sounds again with it's just they be projecting shit on themselves i had an ex who like, I just have people who be like, let me see your phone, let me see your phone. And they would go through my phone, and there's nothing on my phone. Like, I'm not that girl. Like, I'm just, when I'm about somebody, I'm really about them. You know, like, I don't have no desire to do nothing else besides think about them. And he was so insecure himself. And I didn't realize that. And so my confidence and me being into him, he was so like, well, why would you be into me? And why would... He just, you know, he just had no confidence. And that ain't got shit to do with me, you know? And a lot of times when the girls be wanting to, like, look through your phone, it's because they doing some sneak shit themselves. And one thing I've learned is a a lot of times the girls will want... a, A lot of times the girls will be on some sneak shit, not because they want to be on some sneak shit, but they kind of want to be like, bitch... I, I, it's like a way to feed their ego. You know, like I still can, you know, you know what I'm saying? So don't let that man's foolishness, you know, take away your happy girl. But one thing I will urge you to do is just try to dig deep and figure out what it is that made you put up with his buffoonery. You know what I'm saying? Like, what was it that, let made you lower your limits or you know like and and allow it a little bit longer like what what was that about figure that out um do some soul searching but girl it happens to the best of us child and you know but you will get over it i'm really so sorry to have read that and for you to have gone through that so um Please keep us updated. And, you know, we want to know what's going on with Jesse. You know what I'm like? What's going on with Jesse seemed like the move. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jesse seemed like he always been the one always on the, you know, on the sidelines. You know, like, he Jesse might. What's going on with Jesse? Okay? So, if there's something going on or let us know. Okay? And keep us posted. But um, I'm wishing you well, girl. Love you. Whoa. Okay, so that is the end of the show. I am... Girl, I'm tired, child. It's 4 o'clock in the evening. What time is it in New York? Let me see. What time is it? What time is it? It is 9.50. Just a little Hinge update. There are some people I am talking on Hinge, girl, and it's getting good. You know, it's really getting good. 
I'm kind of into these men. Um, yeah, one of them is white man. So, like I said, I'm about to I'm I'm about to really be with the Anglo Saxons. I'm really about to be with the Anglo Saxons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, but yes. There are no really final thoughts. Ooh, my ear pod is going out. These things don't ever stay charged, bitch. And my stomach, my tummy is hurting or a little hungry. But, um, yeah, there are no final thoughts, girl. That's really about it. Um, take care of yourself and each other, as Jerry Springer would say. And until next week, bye. 